there. How's it going, everyone? This is Molly, and you are listening to the Clean Food Dirty Girl podcast. Today, I have an unexpected, I was going to say unexpected episode, but I don't really think it's all that unexpected. It's, it was only a matter of time until I talked to the bean people, you know? So I don't know if you've heard of Rancho Gordo, but they are quite, quite popular. They specialize in heirloom beans. And I have to say, I wasn't all that familiar with heirloom beans before I learned and found out more about Rancho Gordo. And uh, they have a really, really big um, fan base. And a lot of our community, maybe even you, are on the Rancho Gordo like fan train. Um, there's a lot of people in our community who get their beans, who buy their beans, um, and who really, really love them. And I understand why a lot of plant-based people would love a bean company because we eat a lot of beans. It's a really awesome protein source and they're so versatile and, um, you know, we're just bean eaters when we eat plants, right? That's just kind of how it goes. And so, I wanted to talk with Steve, who's the owner of the company, and just find out a little bit more. I was just, I was mainly just curious, like, where did you all come from? Why are you so popular? Why are your beans so good? What the hell is up with heirloom beans? Like, just let's talk. So we had a, a, a great conversation and it, he's, he's a funny guy and I liked our talk a lot. It was a, it was an entertaining uh, talk for sure. I was having COVID at the time. So, you know, I don't know if you've had COVID. I've had it twice now and I'm finally like feeling better. But both times when I had COVID, my brain was just foggy. Like I just felt kind of foggy. I didn't feel super sharp like I normally do. And so I did this podcast kind of during that time. I was like not super sick, but I wasn't, I wasn't totally better either. And I had a really embarrassing moment that is cut out of this episode, I think, but I wanted to tell you about it <laughs> just because I felt like such an ass. So, okay. And it's kind of embarrassing, but I'm going to tell you anyways. So as we were talking, you know, the saying like that little kids say beans, beans, they're good for your heart. The more you eat them, the more you fart. Okay. Well, I tried to say that to him, to Steve, like I tried to say it. And it was at one point I was like, yeah, so a bean company, like beans, beans, they're, they're be beans, beans there. I, I swear I couldn't think of how it went. I could not think of the rest of it. And he's just kind of sitting there looking at me like, who is this crazy ass lady? And I was like, you know, the, the riddle that kids say, I'm, I'm sure that you've heard it before. I can't think of it, but it's beans, beans, uh, like something about farting. <laughs> and, um, I, I totally had no pun intended, but I totally had a brain fart. I was like, holy shit. I can't think of how that rhyme goes and I'm talking to the bean guy like and I'm it it was a very embarrassing moment but he was very gracious and he kind of was like yeah no I don't know what you're talking about I've never heard that and um 
anyways, and we laughed about it. And then I was like, okay, I'm, let's just move on. But I didn't think about it until after the episode. And then I was like, oh, obviously that's what it is. But this is, I guess I tell that story one, just because I always tell you guys stuff that I do that embarrasses me. <laughs> But also, I, you know, and I also like to remind people that none of us are perfect. And sometimes you might hear like podcasts or you might have this idea of people who do podcasts or, you know, talk to different people. And and you might, I don't know, I always had this idea that like before I started doing a podcast, before I had a business, before I had like an online kind of presence, I looked at people who were doing this and I thought, man, they really just have their shit together. Like they are at another level, like they definitely aren't going to forget the lines to like a silly um, rhyme that's perfectly suited for the moment. Like they would never do that. And I'm just reminding you like, it, yeah, it's, we're all just human and we all like have our moments. <laughs> so no matter how polished something seems, just know that um, it is definitely not always the case. So Keep that in mind and be gentle with yourself and love up on yourself, even if you have a, a brain fart like I had in front of the bean guy. So voila, that is the story. Um, all right. So here's the episode. I um, I guess I'll just mention too, I am not getting paid by Rancho Gordo to do this. Like they don't need it. They don't, you'll, you'll hear in the episode, like they have such a crazy like following and fan base and customer base. Like they don't even need to do marketing really. Um, so I'm not getting paid, but I do want to say that I tried their beans for the first time in like 2021, I think, or maybe the end of 2020. And I was like, eh, we'll see, like I'll test them out, but how good can they be? Dude, they are fucking good. The hype is real. I really, really enjoyed them. And in fact, I just ordered more like the day after I had this talk. Um, so enjoy my talk with Steve. Okay. See you on the flip side. Um, I wanted to reach out to you because people are obsessed. People are obsessed. Yeah. With yeah. yeah. It's been a nice, uh, <laughs> It's a, it took 20 years to become an overnight sensation. But well, right, yes. That's I'm usually happy. how it works, right? <laughs> I'll take it, yeah. Hey, wait, this earphone isn't working. Hold on. I, I never use buds. Mm. A power on. Can you on. hear me now? You say something? Yes. I can hear you in this here, one. Here. That's so funny. Anyway, that's all right. Okay. I'll do it monitor. Okay. <laughs> I so, know these kids, though, yes. when they use these buds all the time, I, I hate them. It's so funny. I, I only like wearing one. Like when I put them in, I'll just wear the one side because I don't like both uh, of them. And even here, I'm like, oh, I just want to, I don't like both of my ears being, I don't know. I, right. yeah. Yeah. I don't That's know. funny. Anyway. We're going we're gonna to do this. It's cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so Steve, I have Steve here from Rancho Gordo and I wanted to talk to you because people are obsessed with your beans and I mean, for good reason, they are the most delicious beans. I have to say, I mean, I've, I've been a vegetarian my whole life and I've been plant-based since 2010 ish. And so I've eaten a lot of beans and I have to say that yours are definitely the best. So like Steve, why is that? Why are your beans the best beans? Well, I, first and foremost, I think because they're heirloom varieties and heirlooms are harder to grow. They're, uh, the yield isn't as much and so they're more expensive to grow. And also we keep stuff fresh within two years. 
the goal's been two years, but in reality, we don't keep them more than a year because we keep running out, which yeah. that isn't the commodity being business plan. The commodity being business plan is how cheap can we get them? And in fact, we work, we grow mostly in California, but we work with some farmers in Mexico and they've, uh, we meet them and they're like, oh, well, you need them cheap. That's why you're here. And it's like, oh my God, that's so offensive. No, <laughs> and we want your grandmother's beans. And they're like, we get that, but why, we don't believe that you really want them. And we, you need to compete in price with the Chinese or the Peruvians because those are the big market leaders for commodity banks. And it takes a while and we finally, no, no, we really actually want something that tastes good. And I think beans have been cheap protein and there is a place for commodity beans, but uh, it's like heirloom tomatoes. You know, you can get tomatoes that taste like nothing, but they're still a tomato or you can get, you know, beautiful heirlooms that took some skill. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So for anybody who's not familiar with heirloom, like what, when you talk about that, what, what is an heirloom bean? What is an heirloom? Well, in our sense, it's a, a, a seed that's been handed down and beans are seeds. So you can actually plant them and put me out of business. That would be fine if that's your goal. <laughs> so, but uh, it's been bred for a particular climate or flavor or texture and if you plant it, you'll get a pure seed. A hybrid is something that, like, a, and there's a place for hybrids. They're not necessarily GMOs, like an early girl tomato. You can't save those seeds and plant them again. And then GMO is just a whole new bag of tricks. That, luckily, at this point, there are no GMO beans. So. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Um, so <laughs> how many varieties of heirloom beans are, okay, how many varieties do you sell and offer, and how many are there out there? Well, we do 25, we grow domestically, and we import about 10. So we're doing about 35 varieties, which is why I look so old, because we <laughs> do, it'd be much easier if we could just focus on a couple. But I am my biggest customer, so I was like, no, I really want access to all these great beans that are being neglected. Mm-hmm. And I, I, there probably are hundreds more. It's not infinite. I've heard people say thousands, and I don't think that's the case. But there still yeah. are a lot to discover. Okay. And then, so how many, like there's, there's, you sell 35 or offered like 35 different varieties of heirlooms. Um, and there's probably hundreds of varieties out there. And then how many varieties of like non heirloom conventional type of beans are there? You know, so we don't deal with them. So it's hard to know, but it's like red kidney, navy beans, yeah. uh, black turtle beans. And, yeah, it's probably ten. I think yeah. whatever your average grocery store would have. Yeah, so like the like um, pinto beans, black beans, the regular right. kind of so, ones that you would find anywhere. So what are so? Can you name a few of the heirlooms that you that you offer? Well, the interesting one to me is always I have it here. It's called uh, Rio Sape, okay. and it's I was so I turned forty and thought you're just a total screw up. This didn't work. All the careers I tried, I'd been a serial entrepreneur, and I decided if you get a job in a big box store and have a garden, you're going to be okay. So I started gardening, and I grew these Rio Sape, and I, as I they're beautiful. They're look like zebras a little bit, and they're purple and black. And 
and then I cook them. I mean, I grew them because they look cool, but then I cook them. It's like, well, these are like the pintos I love, but there's just a hint of chocolate and a hint of coffee. Mm -hmm. And it's so much more interesting. And I thought, why isn't this done commercially? Now I know why, but at the time I did. So I just stupidly went ahead and thought, let's try and do this. So that's oh, uh, interesting. how it got started. But the real zappe is a great one to start with, because especially if you love pintos, this is like a next step. And they're great as refried beans. Uh, and also, you know, you can plant the bean, and you get a stalk, and you get flowers, and um, they grow very rapidly. But then you get a green bean, and you actually can eat that as a string bean. You have to de-string it. And, but then if you keep going, the beans turn from green to white to these insane colors, and the pod goes to a tan. And um, so you can eat it at all stages. It's, it's kind of romantic. What is yeah. romantic? Yeah. Well, yeah. I did romance. <laughs> well, you are in the bean business, so. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, thank you for that backstory, actually. So it's, is it uh, safe to say that you no longer work at the box store, the big box store? Thank I goodness. actually never got there. Thank goodness. So. <laughs> And I was, uh, I took my extra stuff to the farmer's market here in Napa and they wouldn't take the beans because I thought it was weird. So I had to go to the crummy market. It doesn't exist anymore up in Yonville, which was, really was more for tourists, but Yonville's where French laundry is. And the chef Thomas Keller saw what I was doing. And oh. once he decided they were cool, everybody decided they were cool. Okay, he leaned so in and he, yeah. and he said, you know, what you're doing is very important. At that point, I probably had 10 varieties. And I, sure, I, I'll go for that. I think so, too. And that's how it started. And it's been just very slowly, one by one. And my fantasy was really, you know, I'd get into the San Francisco Farmer's Market, which I did eventually. And maybe it would be a cool thing that chefs bought when they were in San Francisco with these heirloom beans. I had no idea that we'd grow to where we're at. And like you said, the obsession. Yes. Yes. Well, that's a pretty good indicator that you're onto something in the food world. If Thomas Keller is like, <laughs> "Yep, I approve." <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. And, and so, he, yeah, yeah, go for it. Well, he just—he loved beans. He and his family always ate beans, so yeah. it was kind of a funny little passion he had that I had no idea. That was like perf the the perfect timing then for you. And at that no. time, were you growing all 10 of those varieties like in your backyard or were you outsourcing them? I did it for about a year and a half. And, uh, you know, here in Napa, anybody can grow anything. And I erroneously felt I had a gift and thought, Oh, I'm going to be a great farmer. And almost immediately it's like, Oh, I'm horrible. I'm really good at the beginning of the season. And at the end, it's like, Oh, this has to end. This is horrible. I, I'm nature really need someone to work with her, not fight her. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was doing. So we work with about 15 farmers here in California, Oregon, and Washington. And then okay. a couple in Mexico. And then we're actually just starting uh, Italy, which has been really fun, importing yes. from Italy. But mm. you have to find just the right farmer. And the same thing in Mexico. Like when we first started importing from Mexico, we there were some farmers that got it, but it's – it's like the beans. It's not for everybody. I mean, it's not a mainstream product. But then once you get it and you find like people who understand, well, these are great, that, that's where the fun starts. Yeah, really. And they are. I mean, once you try, <clears throat> once you make your beans, you really do have a, have a um, you understand what all the fuss is about. I guess that's what that's what I experienced when I tried to. Oh, I get it now. I get what the fuss is about. Like these are like not even just a little bit better, but they are a lot better. Like, and they're so yes. much fun, and they're so much fun to look at, and they're beautiful. And so I think that 
I mean, especially in the plant-based world, beans are such a big part of, of the diet and what we cook with and an amazing source of protein. So it's, it's a very, I mean, I can see why a lot of plant-based people are very drawn to you and, and just uh, people who enjoy good food and enjoy good ingredients. So sure. And I think that's the way to win. I mean, I'm still an omnivore, but I mostly don't eat meat, but, uh, I think that's the best way to win people over is by offering them delicious food. And by the way, it's, packed with nutrients and it's green and you know, no animals suffer in the process. So I think that's better than carrying a big stick. I mean, it's like an iron fist in a velvet glove. Here, just let me tell you, and you eat them. And even with people, like I will beg people like make them really simply the first time and then just see what happens. And they're like, Oh, I did. I just put a ham hock in it. And it's like, well, now you have a ham dish. I mean, it's not like I beg you just do a vegan version. So I usually use olive oil, onion, garlic, and a bay leaf and water. And that's it. And every time people's like, well, there's stock in here, right? It's like, no, this is what the bean has that you've been getting in its way. And commodity kidney beans are not, you know, they probably do need a ham bone if you don't know what you're doing. But <laughs> these heirlooms are like, oh my, you'd lose it if you actually did all these fussy things. So uh, it, it takes a little while. And the reason we have 35 varieties is not same though with the So cooking. the reason you had 30, you have 35 varieties. Oh, right. It's because there's 35 different fabulous beans. It's not like one bean that looks different. And like we yeah. have three or four black beans. And I think we had three at this one point. And then my friends in Mexico said, we just got this great black one from Chiapas. Chiapas. I'm like, oh, no, no, we don't need another black bean. And I eat it. And it's like, okay, it's really different. It's got insane bean broth or pot liquor. And the texture was really velvety. And I was like, I can't believe we're going to do this, but we're going to do another black bean because just it has a place, really. And people always ask what my favorite bean is. And it's always uh, it's the last one I ate because, you know, we sample here all the time. And I think, oh, I forgot these were so good. And uh, it, they re- there's 35 reasons. I mean, really, it's not just yeah. to make my life more difficult. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be much easier to have three or four that were solid. Right, right. Well, I have to say, your jobs. I mean, it sounds tiring, but it also sounds pretty fun. It sounds like a pretty interesting job. Oh, my God. Well, I'm going to complain as much as I can, but I'm the luckiest <laughs> guy on the planet because I, I, it's, it's a niche thing, and a lot of people yeah. work hard and have fun niche things but really don't get rewarded, but we've mm-hmm. caught some kind of wave, and it's wonderful. And people who cook and like beans are generally better people than people who like hot pockets <laughs> in a microwave, I would say. I mean, nothing against them. They just But it's true. I mean, someone who cooks cares, and so they're generally really much better people. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I saying that. <laughs> you didn't hear it here, people. You did no, not hear no. that here. But I'm going to tell you, people who cook and people who appreciate good food and good ingredients, there's just something about us and we get each other. And so I think that what you have done is really taken this, this product that really has not been cool right? Has not been popular has, but you know, you you take this thing that's like not that cool that kind of makes you fart a lot if you're not used to it and you turn it into this brand that's like, people are just wanting to be a part of. And you, you, I think that what you've done is like validated, at least for plant-based people, you like have validated something that, that has historically not been cool. 
So I think that you, you, yeah, I can't think of another company who has done that in that way. So I think you're very unique and and what you do is very, um, you do it in a way that's very appealing. Well, and I think because it's like a true passion, I mean, and this would be a really stupid business to start, especially 20 years ago, the goal here, I would go to the bank and I would like to borrow money to do this kind of business. They would have laughed. And to me, it's like sharing secrets with my friends and we aren't built to sell. Like some companies you can tell like, okay, you're just waiting to be sold to craft or it's like, no, this is just really what we do. And we've got really great employees that, uh, you know, we're pretty generous with people don't tend to leave here. It's a little scary. Most people have been here at least five years and a lot of young people. So it's pretty, I want to spoil them. So whatever the next job they have is horrible. (laughs) God, I wish I was back at Rancho Gordo. And you know, part of that comes from when I was in my early twenties, I worked at Esprit, the clothing company in San Francisco, Mm. and they had great, there was, I mean, there were many problems, but there was a really great corporate culture. And I think I hope, I hope I've taken the best of that. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. 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 Well, it's very cool. I mean, and yeah, so your business had, has a lot of integrity all the way through and then, and then the product itself is very, um, is just really fucking good. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> that's just what it is. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so I can see why why you are tired, basically, and yeah. <laughs> that you've really taken off. But then you started the um, the Bean Club, right? And I remember when I first heard about this, um, my good friend Sandrina, who also works for us, she told me about it, and I had been hearing about the Rancho Gordo beans in the in our private Facebook group, and it's just one of those things like you hear something and then you just keep hearing it and keep hearing it, and you're like, okay, I have to I'm gonna, like pay attention to this, and I tried to to sign not but it was like oh you can't we're not taking new people and I'm like oh really okay now like I'm really paying attention so um how is that how does that work how like what was your kind people, of think it's a marketing, it's, people think it's a marketing <laughs> ploy and it really isn't because we're a moderate size small I mean we're technically a small company yeah and just one day I thought, oh, wouldn't it be funny to do a bean club? Because we're here in Napa and there's all these stupid wine clubs. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, who needs another wine club? But oh, a bean club would be funny. Uh-huh. So we just started doing it. And I think there was an article in the New Yorker. It was right before COVID started. We were at 3,000 members. And then there was a recent TV show when we were at 11,000 members. But as of today, we're at 22,000 members. Wow. And wow. the wait list is like 30,000 people, unfortunately. It just keeps getting bigger. And the problem is, you know, what's special about Bean Club, I shouldn't sell it. I mean, it's horrible. And you should not. <laughs> That's what I would say. You don't want that waiting list to get any longer. This is a whole oh. thing. In fact, never oh. mind, Steve. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they... We try to do a special bean every shipment that you, you can't get anywhere else. And we often work with small farmers, but at 22,000 pounds, it's like it actually suddenly becomes a big farmer. And what really made it special is it getting harder and harder to yeah. do. So we're actually going to probably cap it at 22,000 because yeah. a small farm could potentially do that. And so we'll see how that goes. I mean, people do fall out. So you do get through the list eventually. It just takes a little longer. And also, yeah. normally, we ship two to 400 packages a day, and all of a sudden, when bean clubs do, we have to ship 22,000 packages. Yeah. So we're just not really set up for it. And 
and this sounds snobby, but it's the work, it's working. So I, I don't, yeah. and I want to make sure yeah. bean clubs really for bean freaks. I mean, and I lovingly refer to them as bean freaks, but <laughs> it's really for, it's too much for the average show. So you really <laughs> have to want to do this. And yeah. so we want to make sure that they're happy. And if, if it gets too diluted, it, it wouldn't work so well. Yeah. Well, and it's just, it's the nature of your product as well, right? It's the nature of this. You're not selling, um, you know, the run of the mill, um, high commodity kidney bean, for example. So it's, right. it's sort of the nature of what you do. It makes sense that you would keep it kind of like as small as you can, but also, you know, it is a business and people want them. So it's like, I get that. <laughs> Most of the beans are available online anyway, so you could just also order and get exactly what you want as opposed to the surprise shipment quarterly. So, yeah, but that's, way also a, that's way more fun to be part of that club and to see what you're going to get. I mean, it is, it is smart. But I do think if you're cooking beans, you're part of a great club anyway. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's the victory. You, know, look, more... you don't need to be on this wait list anymore. <laughs> Take, <laughs> Take your name off. <laughs> no, but there's really not. I mean, the weirdest great perk is the private Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And people call it the happiest place on the internet because everybody's really nice and supportive. Yeah. It's really rare if something goes wrong. And it's not because we monitor it. It's just they're speed freaks. And yeah. once in a while, there's a stir up, like someone said, one time, you know, you're all so plant-based. I, I want to, how do I cook the beans with meat? I don't want to do the plant-based and everybody it's, it, it ended up being a love fest, but there was a moment of tension between everybody. Yes. So, uh, yes. But it generally it, it's not. So that is kind of the one great perk. So I would love to figure out how to do a public forum that still has that same happy mm. feeling. Yes, I know. You know what? That's interesting because I and I think that I understand better now, like why we have such a crossover of um, customers as well. Because like our, we have a private Facebook group, and it is like the the best place to be. Like, there's no negativity. People are like cooking and sharing their food, and everybody is really like encouraging one another. And we welcome everybody. Like, you don't have to eat plant based. Like, anybody can join, and and so and we get a lot of like you know, Rancho Gordo bean freaks in our group and, mm-hmm. and probably vice versa. But it is that it is a very special feeling to have a group of people who are just all very, you know, into something. And it's it's refreshing to see a place that's happy and people are just yeah. loving food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And especially especially right now. So yeah. it's, it's a good one. Yes. So, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. The nice thing is the plant-based and vegan and vegetarians and the meat eaters are all at the same table, which yeah. is great. And nobody makes fun of anybody else. And I, I like that. Yeah. And like I said, the best way to get people to listen to you is to, by example, like create these incredible dishes. And because yeah. I'm probably getting trouble with this, but non Rancho Gordo Peak Club people sometimes will like, be really negative about the meat that sometimes is in a dish. And to me, it's like, well, why don't you tell me how you would, rather than complain to me, like, let's talk about it. What can we do to veganize this and make it absolutely delicious? Because it's really possible. I know that. So that's the, I mean, sometimes that part's hard. 
Yeah. Yeah. But it sounds like you're very like open and I, yeah, I really have a lot of respect for, for what you're doing and for your product. And I think it's just very cool. I want to talk a minute. What's that? It's fun. It's fun too. It's fun. It's so fun. So I'm just kind of curious. Like I would never think to, okay. Full disclosure. Like I will kill the most sturdiest, hardiest house plant. Like the plant that the person will say, you cannot kill this. I will, I will kill it. Um, and so I would never dream of growing anything. Um, but I for sure wouldn't dream of like growing beans because in my mind, I, 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 I mean, I know, like I grew up with a, a hippie mom and she grew like, you know, all of our food. So I'm not unfamiliar with that world at all, but there would be like, you know, a hundred things that I would try to grow before I would grow beans. So like, is that something that regular people do? Well, I think as green beans, it makes more sense. I mean, because you need, I mean, that's the problem I came up when I first started was you devote all this acreage and area to beans and you get a pot at the end of the season. That doesn't seem like good value. I mean, you really need room to grow a lot of dry beans, is what I would say. But the flowers are edible, especially the runner beans, like the scarlet runners or uh, diacote beans. The flowers have this cheap lipstick color that looks like a bad 50s actress with, you know, with this orangey <laughs> red, and they're just gorgeous. And um, the English grow them as a decorative plant and don't even realize that you can eat them. Oh. So uh, I think runner beans, everybody should do. Um, oh. And they, they climb and they're a happy plant. They also incidentally were the first cultivated crop in the Americas. So the Oaxacans <laughs> grew them you know, long before the conquest. So it's kind of an interesting crop in that sense too. Oh. But yeah, so, but also you can grow them as uh, green beans. So oh. instead of doing Jackson Wonders or whatever they're called, Kentucky Wonders, you could grow the Rio Zape and see if you like those. Interesting. So what is, um, like, I don't know, what would be the perfect, like, I live in Hawaii, I live in, on Maui, and so it's really, you know, it's hot and it's humid, but what do typical, like, beans look for weather-wise? I mean, it changes depending on the variety, I am guessing, like anything else, but what would, is there, like, a general kind of sense you can give us? I mean, lots of sun and good drainage. I mean, it's not, I mean, Jack and the Beanstalk is a story because, uh, Beets are so easy to grow, and they just it just starts growing. I mean, they really want to grow. Uh, some beans have trouble with humidity, I know, and uh, there's the runner beans definitely like cooler nights. But if you are interested, your county, uh, what do you call it, the master gardeners can tell you what works in your area is, is a great thing. I mean, if you're growing it for food, you, there probably are better things to do. I mean, we can take care of the beans for you. <laughs> I mean, if you're doing it for kids, just stick it in a pot and see what happens. See what happens. Yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah. No, I will. Uh, we'll we have more, up. so if you screw it up, it won't be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I will leave it to you because, yeah, you guys know what you're doing. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, what, like, what else intrigues you about beans? Because you're very passionate about your business, and I find that, I love it. I love to talk with people who are passionate about what they do and who are just really fucking into it. Can you tell me a little bit more about like some cool things that you think, or like some things that light you up about like the, the whole process of beans? Well, just, I think for the average person, 
you have a handful of rocks and you're like, I'm going to turn some, this into something creamy and delicious. I don't think so. Yeah. And that you do it. I mean, every pot is kind of a miracle and I still get like, Oh good. They did. They've never not worked, but there's still that moment of, Oh, it worked. This is great. And it, I find that very, again, romantic. Mm-hmm. And I can give you instructions and to the letter, and it still may not work because you're going to actually have to learn how to cook a tiny bit because what kind of water do you have? You know, mm-hmm. is it a porous pot? I mean, did, was it a jar and you have too much evaporation? Are the beans, too? how old are they? And, oh, maybe you didn't store them right. Or maybe we didn't store them right. I mean, there's just a ton of variables. So you actually have to think on your feet a tiny bit. Yeah. And you're a better cook because having made this one pot of beans. And yeah. I think that's that doesn't happen with... Uh, a blue package of mac and cheese. Yes. In fact, yeah. you're a stupider cook, I think, sometimes. Yes. yes, that's so true. I'm really glad that you brought that up because I think a lot of people will rely on canned beans because they just grab them and they can open them and then voila, that's it. Um, and there's a lot more variables when it comes to dried beans. So, so this is a really interesting thing. So um, to soak or not to soak? This is, I've seen debates on this and I've done it both myself and, but I want to, I want to weigh in on what the bean expert says about that. I think you should do what you want. <laughs> I don't mean to be vague about it, but I used to be adamantly don't soak. Okay. And then it's like, you know, some people like an Italian grandmother will tell you to soak and change that water. Yeah. Howard McGee in on food and cooking, which is a great book on food science says all the hydration happens in four to six hours. And if you change the water, you might help with the digestion the tiniest bit, but you're actually potentially throwing out uh, flavor and uh, nutrients that might've leached out. And you, when you soak black beans, you see the water's purple. Yes. So what was that? I mean, why did nature make it purple? I'm going to assume it's for a reason and it might be or something. And yeah. he just, according to him, the, digestion issues it's just so minimal that it's we're not worth changing the water but with our beans i just cook them i don't even soak them you don't soak them and yeah no and everybody who works here they kind of start as soakers they end up like eh, it's another step why, just why get bother? on with it yeah yes yeah. i do think they're more even if you soak but the other problem is I don't want to intimidate people, but once in a while we'll get someone to say the beans never cooked. And it's like, really? <laughs> like why? And we always find out they soaked them for 24 hours and they, you can over soak beans because especially our beans, because they're new crop, the bean thinks it's time to sprout. So I think it hardens as it's getting ready to start living again. So it's, it's not easy, but all these various may seem a little scary to a home cook who's new, but and canned beans have a purpose. I'm not sure what that is, but no, <laughs> they do. But the fact that you have to rinse them tells you something. Like they're sitting in this muck. You're not supposed to, you know, it's not good. And also, modern canned beans are more and more water in the can and fewer and fewer beans, it seems to me. Yeah. And um, when you make your own beans, you have free soup right there. And there's, uh, you know, the bean broth, especially if you've used good aromatics, which sounds stupid, but I've been buying my celery lately from the farmer's market. And it's just shocking. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so much better than and the carrots too. Yeah. So if you soak them, I mean, if you cook them with aromatics and olive oil and the bay leaf, I mean, on, you, it's hard to believe that that right there is killer. And I actually, this is so bougie, but I will have dinner parties and start with little shot glasses of hot 
bean broth yes. when it's alive <laughs> and some raw onion. And people are always like, oh, it's like, and everybody falls in love with it. I did not know you just taught me something. I did not know that beans will harden after 24 hours of soaking. Ours will. New crop beans. Now, okay, if, you new crop. <laughs> if you're in Iowa and bought them at a mainstream grocery store and there was dust on the bag, I would probably soak those for sure. Right. Maybe even 24 right. hours. You just don't know. But if you know your grower, yeah. it's really up to you. And yeah. I think the other thing is, you know, when people take these rock hard beans and turn them into their creamy things and they have this confidence, they're almost like, you know, martini drinkers are the same way. Like this is the way to do it. And they're mm. like, and they've mastered it. So they actually have a little room for variations or hearing about how you did it. So you just have to take all that with a grain of salt. And right. you cook beans, good for you. That's all yeah. I can say. <laughs> when you cook beans, do you use um, a stock pot? Or do you ever use an instant pot, some kind of pressure cooker? Well, I believe in making my life as difficult as possible. So I cook in clay pots on a gas stove. (laughs) And if you look, every great culinary tradition, I mean, every country has beans are often cooked in clay pots from Italy, Russia, Mexico, for sure. You know, so clay it's absolutely unnecessary, but I want to have a good time while I'm cooking. It's not just to hurry up and get stuff done. Yeah. But I uh, have cooked with the Instant Pot. I have to be honest, I don't understand. And I know people yeah. love it, and it's getting people to, more people are cooking beans because of the Instant Pot than anything. Yeah. Uh, maybe us a little bit, but I, I totally admire it for that. But I think it changes the texture of the mm. beans, and the bean broth is kind of dead. So Ooh. I. Deborah Madison, you know, the what's the, what's her great vegetarian book? Vegetarian cooking for everybody, I think. She's got that big spoon on the cover. Mm-hmm, anyway, mm-hmm. She, she told me she does 20 minutes unsoaked under high pressure. Then she has a natural release, which takes about 20 minutes, and then she'll take the lid off and simmer them for another 20 to 30 minutes. On the and stove. Still, yeah, yeah. Because it breathes, there's no evaporation and you kind of need that. And right. I think Still, within an hour of thinking about it, you can have beans. So it's pretty fast. Yeah. And we have an instant pot here. Everybody tries it. It's like, eh, it's like fine. It will. It's hard. It takes. I found, and it really come, takes forever to come up to pressure compared to a stovetop hmm. pressure cooker. And I, yeah. just, I like control. I'm a control freak. Believe it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, so I prefer the stovetop pressure cooker if I'm going to pressure cook. That's yeah. what I would say. But. Yeah. If you've got an instant pot, use it. Right. Yes. Yes. I, well, I, all, I mean, I always think of like, I grew up in New Mexico. And so I had a lot of friends who had, um, you know, there were a lot of grandmas cooking beans. Right. And they'd just be on the stove for a nice long time, low simmer, just simmering for a long time. And some of the best beans I've ever ever had. I'm like, what, what do you, what did, what was the recipe? And they're like, oh, it's just, you know, it's like hardly anything. I'm like, there had to be a secret ingredient, but they were probably using very good beans and then just cooking them the right way. Low and slow. I do low a 10 slow. minute hard boiled, mm-hmm. hard boil. So like just super rapid for maybe even 15. Mm-hmm. And then I turn it down as low as it'll go. But I think in New Mexico, you'd have altitude issues too, right? So it would take even longer than yeah. otherwise. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's like beans. It, it's the cool thing is, is it can be very simple, or you can make it complex. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. So I think that that's. I just thought of this, right? It, it attracts people who are like wanting simple food, and it attracts people who really love good quality ingredients and who want to get a little bit more technical and fancy about it. So I don't know if there's a ton of ingredients that can have that crossover like that. No. Well, and I always tell people the basic thing, simmer until done. There's your instructions. So <laughs> Don't relax. overthink it. <laughs> yeah. And all the other stuff's fun and you can do it, but like when you salt, I mean, people are brining now, which I don't understand. I mean, I've tried it and it's like, uh, explain it's that like, to me. Brining beans. You, soak them in salted water mm -hmm. and then you, I think you don't rinse them now okay. and then you cook them. And apparently that's a better thing to do for some reason. Okay. But I, I've done it three times. And it's like, eh, I just want to do it my way. And I don't, no. I, they've pretty much proven that salt isn't an inhibitor to hardening beans. A lot of people think it is, but I still don't want to make the pot and have, eh, this is the one pot where it still, didn't work so yeah. there's a point when the pot stops smelling like aromatics and it starts smelling like beans and that's when i salt personally oh, i like that's that not science yeah. yeah it's not science but i, I think it's a good thing to do really, I like you, that. You, want, you want to start salt as early as you can so that the salt has a chance to be absorbed by the bean otherwise you have salty bean broth and a bland bean but you don't want to do it too mm. soon because with evaporation and reduction, you, it can it's be too gonna, salty. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's not going to absorb either. Right. Yeah. Um, that's So you wait until you smell the, the beaniness and then you salt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. Mm. Yeah. I'm being very inspired. I need to go to your website right now because I'm out of beans. So I need to go place an order like right when I get off the oh my gosh, Yeah. <laughs> I know um, a guy, yeah. You know a guy, yeah. And I want to yeah, get to your favorites. You. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm going to add to your busyness. So a couple of things. Now, old beans, typically, if you're talking like regular variety, that's one reason why they might not cook, right? If they're like very, very old. Sure. Um, heirloom beans, is that the same? Or don't you know because you're too busy to find out about old beans. Yeah, we've never had them. And <laughs> I think anybody who's growing heirlooms goes through them pretty quick. So yeah. you're pretty safe, I think. Yeah. With heirlooms, just only by the fact that it's a bean freak that we'd be buying. I'm not right. someone who's also buying hamburger helper. So right. it's, I, I would say, yeah. Yeah, this is a very specific talk. This this is a not a generic bean talk. This is an heirloom bean talk. This is what I'm what I'm yeah. gathering. We could have a whole different conversation with someone else about beans as an um, umbrella, but I think this is very specific. So with heirlooms, um, we probably won't find out about the the old hard bean theory because no. <laughs> we'll, we'll well, we're working on a new book with a major publisher and we have to do commodity beans too as part of this because it's an overall bean book. And so we went to the grocery store and bought baby limas and it was just, wow, our beans are better. <laughs> I was going to say, how disappointed were you? <laughs> it was huge and they fell apart. They were hard, too hard, and all of a sudden they were pudding. It yes. was very, and they were, so this is a total sign of old beans, I think. 
Yes. Or sometimes it'll be like half of the bean will be soft and then like literally the same bean, the other side of it will be hard as well. You know, so that, that definitely happens. Um, what is your favorite? Do you have, you, you said you're the last bean you ate. Um, but do you have a few that really like pop out as being your, some of your yummiest that you enjoy? Well, like I said, the real Zappe is a classic. We started importing from Italy, Royal Coronas, and they're a big fat. I don't know if you can see how big they're just humongous raw. And then when they're cooked, they're double in size. So you you can almost, you know, Rent them out. It's a half an apartment or something, and they're starchy. And then if you keep pushing them, they go to creamy, and it's just mm. like, it's heaven. And you could just make pesto with it if you wanted. You, I think, white beans in a tomato sauce. I think the Italians call it uccelli. It's like it's like a bird. I don't know. There's some name, but a rich tomato sauce and white beans is about as happy as I get. And uh-huh. then. Yeah. But also like we started doing, I remember as a kid reading John Steinbeck and he talked about King City Pinks in one of his books and I was driving through King City and I said, whatever happened to those beans? So we started, we found farmers who are still growing them. So it's Mm. almost a meaty bean, but not, uh, I don't know how you describe it. It's not, it's still velvety and meaty. It's an incredible bean, the King City Pinks. And you could use them as a salad bean, too. And, you know, that's the other thing I've been doing lately, too, is a bowl of beans. I love chopped white onion and a squeeze of lime and a tortilla, and I'm a, pretty much we're there. But I've been using them in salads, but not necessarily a bean salad. Just if you have beans cooked, like Sunday night you cook the bean, yeah. and then maybe you have that. Maybe you make a soup. Maybe you do something else. But then as you're making a salad, you just take a handful of those yeah. and add them to the salad rather than you could also do a bean salad where the beans are the star, but they could be part of everything. Yeah. Yeah. So true. And I was just thinking when you were talking about the creaminess of those white beans, um, a lot of people in our community, well, cause we're, we do plant-based meal plans and recipes. And so we use a lot of cashews to make things super mm-hmm. delicious and creamy and have that nice, um, fat component. Uh, but there's some people who are doing uh, a low fat, like a lower fat plant-based diet. And so they swap out um, like half of the cashews with like white beans or all of the cashews mm. with white beans. So I think that a bean like that, like the Royal Corona would be perfect for that because it can get so creamy. And you know, oh, I can't Martha Rose Schulman, who was a food writer and she was at the New York Times, actually used, she pureed the beans to make a salad dressing. Mm. instead of buttermilk, which was kind of interesting. Oh. But as you say that, I'm thinking, because with cashew sauce, you can flavor it with almost anything, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, what if you made a cashew sauce and had them over the beans? I think that would be something delicious. Like kind of a cashew cashew romesco or something. I don't know. I'm making that up in my head. Now I'm getting hungry. Yeah. (laughs) lunchtime. Um, I was going to ask, too, what is the best way to uh, store heirloom beans i mean a cool dark pantry is good um beans are an agricultural product and once in a while you'll get bugs which people freak out but then they also if they knew what it would take not to have bugs Mm. i mean it's it it, it just happens it's nature um so if you freeze them for three days a lot of people do that first okay and that would kill any bugs were in it if there were i mean it's, it's not something to be concerned about the bigger concern is you know 
organic debris that most of the cleaning is done in the field. So that's why once in a while you get dirt clots. So mm -hmm. make sure you check them yeah. thoroughly, which yeah. ours are pretty clean. And I think people get a little lazy thinking, oh, it's not likely to happen. And it isn't likely to happen, but if it does, it's pretty nasty. Right. So you do right. want to go through and check them. But I just keep mine in my pantry. But Yeah. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Okay. Um, so... This has been really enlightening and fun. I've really enjoyed talking oh, yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah, it has. It's different than, than, yeah, it's a different conversation. Um, and yeah, I really thank you for your time and for talking, talking beans with me. This has been, this has been enlightening. And I hope that this inspires people to try heirloom varieties, you know, and, and, yeah. and not just because the thing is like, and this is true for beans and like all like the plants out there that we eat, like there's so many varieties of things. And I think when we're used to eating the same, a few varieties over and over again, we're really missing out. And I think for people who, stick to like the same grocery stores or just grocery stores. Like they tend to have that pattern, but when you go to the farmer's market, you know, things start to expand. Or when you try a company like Rancho Gordo, like things could expand. Like there's so many different varieties of, of things out there that are so much fun. So I hope that this talk has encouraged people to, to go out and try try heirloom beans and, and not just that, try different kinds of squash and different types of beets. Like there's lots of different types of beets out there and different, you know, so I think that it's, um, not only do you get more nutrition, like nutritional diversity, but it's just fun to try all the different tastes and textures of different things. I get it. Like you've got this problem, right? I want to be plant-based and it's like, okay, I've kind of solved it and I've figured out a way I can do it. It makes me happy. And especially in the beginning, it's like, I don't want to hear anymore. I've just done this. But yeah. if you dip your toe in the pool, that's just, you're sweating and you're yeah. hot out. There's a really beautiful pool right there. So just dip your toe in. And I, I think you'll be happy. I, mean, I get the, I'm clinging to what I know, but mm -hmm. the thrill is really uh, when you can try different things. And my, this is my little soapbox lately. We've been through hell with COVID and yeah. have people over especially people who are good cooks. It's like, Oh, I could never have you over. You're too good to cook. If someone served me rice and beans and an in-season vegetable, I would be the happiest guy alive. I mean, so that's, it'll inspire you to cook more beans. Beans are great for a crowd. I mean, it's certainly cheap. Even our expensive beans are like 50 cents a serving. And you compare yeah. that to other things, it's nothing. But uh, my whole thing is also just, break bread with people you love or people yes. who you want to love or do something. Cause I think we've been through hell and we, it's good for everybody. That's what I would say that you didn't ask, but I'll no, I love it. Thank you for, thank you for adding that. That's a, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful end actually to our conversation and a beautiful way to wrap it up. And I, I thank you for that because we need to remember like, let's enjoy each other and enjoy each other's company and enjoy eating together. It's one of the, you know, for me, I love eating. I just love eating sure. and you know, I have a whole company based on eating and helping people, you know, cook healthy food and enjoying that food and sharing that food. So it's like, yes, let's enjoy it. And uh, let's do more of it. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we can do it together soon. Thank you so much, Steve. I had so much fun with you and Oh, if people want to go find out more about you, where should they go? If it's uh, not right, obvious. Ranchreporter.com, yeah, our website is the best place to start. But sign up for the newsletter because it's every two weeks we don't share 
and it's really never every two weeks. I'm always late, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's food. And it's, uh, I'd say it's plant-based friendly as long as you keep an open mind, mostly. That's what I'd say. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. Try it out. No, y'all won't be disappointed. I really was like, I really was. It's like, oh, there's really something to this. It's so much better. So I am. I'm going to go to the, um, after I eat lunch, I'm going to eat some beans for lunch. They're not going to be as good as yours, but then I'm going to order some because I haven't had some of yours for a while. And it's, and not only that, like the bean club thing. Yes, I'm not on cause I'm on the wait list somewhere, but I've, just order some, but even the ordering process is so much fun to go to your website and look at all the different kinds and, and place your order. It's, it's really delightful. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. That's great. <laughs> okay, Steve, have a good one. Thanks again. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, that was a fun conversation, right? He's very, he's a funny guy. Uh, there's going to be links in the show notes. If you want to check out Rancho Gordo for sure. And then keep in mind, if you are wanting to eat more beans or get more beans into your diet, or even just want, like maybe you're going to order some Rancho Gordo beans and you're like, yeah, but what do I do with them? Plant-fueled life is awesome. We have hundreds of bean recipes and we even have a couple of meal plans that are specifically like bean meal plans. So if you are not a plant-fueled life member, what, what, huh? Like, how is it even possible? It's the best, most ridiculously delicious thing anyone can be a part of. Sign up either for a free trial so you can test it out. You don't have to put a credit card. Just sign up with your name and email address and you'll get immediate access to plant-fueled life uh, for 10 days. If you, or if you just want to skip that and just join, then that's what I suggest because you're going to love it. Um, but you can go to Plant Field Life and just t- and just search beans. Just put it in the search box, or you can um, filter the recipes. Um, we have an awesome like filter system, so you can put like staples and then beans and legumes. But we have so many amazing bean recipes, and you can just use like whatever beans you get from Rancho Gordo. So we have a roasted, I'm just looking at like a handful of them. We have roasted vegetable bean stew. We have smoky coconut curry chickpeas. This recipe with the Rancho Gordo chickpeas would be amazing. Smoky beans and greens, zesty beets and bean salad. We have lots of different hummus, which of course is made out of chickpeas. We have simple seasoned red beans. We have curried sweet potato and white bean stew. We have smoky stovetop Boston baked beans. We have taco spice lentils. Uh, This is, like I said, I mean, there's so many. Taco veggie black bean saute. Um, (laughs) Seaside salad with white beans. We have... um, Oh my God, we even have a chocolate peanut butter hummus dip. I haven't made that yet. That looks good. Um, Breakfast beans and peppers, Italian chickpea smash, southern red beans. It goes on and on and on. So if you need some bean inspiration, like Plant Fueled Life and Rancho Gordo is a perfect pair. Rancho Gordo beans, then go to Plant Fueled Life and find some recipes and um, you're going to be having a bean of a time. Ha ha ha. I couldn't help myself. All right. I hope that you all have a wonderful day and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.